Welcome to the Fire and Trainers Podcast, part of ConcealCarry.com Network. This is Season 5, Episode 20, published on July 18th, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking to Zeke Stout from Modern Gun School about gunsmithing and the classes they offer. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back, relax, get a cold drink, because you're listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Trainer Podcast. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA. The Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Listeners of this podcast can get 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. All you need to do is be a certified instructor to apply for coverage. This episode is brought to you by LASR Classic Trainer. Break the 180 degree plane by using LASR to set up a realistic shooting scenario for yourself or with others. Dry fire practice is used by professionals all the time, so why not introduce the benefits of it to your students? Use LASR Classic to reach students who may not have a firearm or when a range is not close. Use LASR to help break students anticipating a shot. Have the students practice engaging multiple targets in their house or place of business. LASR is easy to set up and tear down because all you need is a Windows laptop with a webcam to use it. That allows you to set up anywhere you can take your laptop. The application also works with any laser device from laser cartridges you put in your firearm to dedicate laser trainers. LASR is veteran-owned and operated. Find out more information at lasapp.com and receive a 10% discount for listening to this podcast by using discount code FTP10 at checkout. We're bringing this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Zeke Stout from Modern Gun School. Welcome to the podcast, Zeke, and thanks for taking time to us with our audience tonight. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, no I'm problem. excited about it. Hey, for those people who don't know who Zeke Stout is from Modern Gun School, can you give us a little bit of your background before we jump into our questions? Yeah. How far back do you want me to go? Uh, just the last <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> okay. All right. I was going to say, I'm, I was born in Texas and raised in Tennessee, so you know I'm into guns, just from that mm-hmm. two things. Um Last couple of years, uh, so before I was at Modern Gun School, I had a TV show on Discovery Channel. It was called Master of Arms. Uh, it was it was a weapons building competition, kind of like Forge and Fire, but we had guns and archery uh, added to it, and it was fun. And before that, I was actually in another gunsmithing school as one of their executives and uh, went on to bigger, better things. And... When there was a while there where I kind of had the itch, you know, I, I love the education side of firearms. I love the teaching. I love we we deal with, and I, I said this at Train and Learn where you and I met. <clears throat> we deal with a tool that has a negative stigma to it, right? We know it doesn't. We we see it as an act of love to to carry a gun, you know. But to get past that negative stigma, it takes education. It mm-hmm. takes education, education, whether it's training like you do, uh, podcasts like you do, uh, gunsmithing like we do. And I just really wanted to get back into that space. So I reached out to MGS and uh, the rest is history. Now I've been with them for I am in my fourth year uh, of, of MGS trade school now. So, And, and that uh, train to learn where you and I met, um, the MGS was really, really interesting to me because uh, I never really had thought about it too much, but why go along and tell our audience why you think gunsmithing would be go- a good thing for instructors to get into? Well, <laughs> you want me to be brutally honest? I will. <laughs> yeah, because that's the way our, I our audience likes it. Learn. 
Yeah. So I went to train and learn from the perspective of, you know, KD, he and I have been friends for a few years now. And he's uh, he's tried to get me to come all four years. And I just something else was going on. I know last year was in RA at the same time. So I wasn't able to go because of that. And I wanted to be involved with it. I wanted MGS to be a sponsor of it. And just I thought it'd get, you know, our name out there, you know, in, in a different demographic than people who were looking to become gunsmiths. And it kind of hit me as we're there. And I'm talking to you and all these other instructors how y'all were like, hey, yeah, we're on the range all the time. And, you know, a student might have a gun go down. And it might be something that I don't know how to diagnose. I don't know how to work on. And it either freezes the, the class completely at the time, or that student may not even be able to complete the course if I don't have a spare gun, a backup for him. And it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh my gosh, this is something that would be beneficial to trainers too and instructors too, uh, to kind of help them overcome those obstacles when they're teaching a class. Cause it does happen. I mean, I've trained with a ton of people and I have yet to be in one class where there wasn't some kind of malfunction that, that, that halted things for a little while. If anything, at least for that student that had the gun malfunction. So yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a huge, ancillary you know i like to use that word um i used to be in the medical field years and years ago and the doctors that were most successful had ancillaries like ultrasound machines or they had ancillaries like x-ray machines to where they didn't have to send them to the local radiology clinic uh same thing with with trainers and gunsmiths you know i, I tell gunsmiths all the time you know, learn to be a boy or two. Learn how to, to, to string bows. That's that's another ancillary. Get really good at seracoding or, or or hydro dipping even. I mean, I know gunsmiths that are making a killing hydro dipping stuff for motorcycle enthusiasts. You know, they learned how to do it for guns, but now all of a sudden everybody sends their hydro dipping stuff to them. So same thing goes with trainers, right? <clears throat> Your bread and butter is instructing people on defensive use of firearms. Mm-hmm. How nice would it be if, you know, let's face it, a lot of gun owners out there, they don't even want to clean their own guns. Right. They come to you, they train, they don't want to clean them. You could charge 40 bucks a pop, you know, to clean a pistol. You do two pistols an hour, you're making 80 bucks an hour. So, you know, having those ancillaries really helps a lot. And guess what? I've already got the supplies. I got the ultrasonic cleaners. I've got the hops number nine, you know, I've got the oil, you know, you've got all that stuff already for my own personal stuff. All we're, all what you're really talking about is taking the same stuff I do have and utilizing it more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which which is really good. I mean, you, you have that stuff and it's probably for personal use. I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. right? Why not you make it, make you money. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like I've got a scope mounting system, you know, with the lap rings and everything else. And that's one of those things yeah. to where I put a new scope on a rifle maybe every year or two. But if yeah. somebody brings me a scope to mount on a rifle, all of a sudden I can go along and turn that into, you know, forty, fifty dollars amount of scope. And you know, it doesn't take that long to mount the scope. I've already I've already Absolutely. got the laser um to to bore sight it in. Um, you know, get mm-hmm. it on paper for the first shot, all those types of things. And I'm just turning it into into another income stream for me that I can, yep. that I can, I can make, you know, I can, I can site, I can go all mount scopes or red dots, do all, do all mount all kinds of furniture on a gun easily, even if it's raining outside, 
but you know, it's really hard yeah. to be outside training when it's raining. I mean, nobody likes being outside when it's raining for it. And that's one of those things where, again, I can be doing middle of winter when you're not training and still be mountain scopes, red dots, uh, you know, doing, uh, simple uh, trigger jobs and such. Uh, so I, I think it's, I think it's a very, I think gunsmithing be about valuable skills for it. What are the levels that Modern Gun School has? Because you've got the kind of the armor stuff that I was talking about there to where you're just putting a uh, scope on, making sure the rings are lapped properly, and then, uh, you know, drop it in the trigger into a Glock. And those aren't very complicated. But when you get a gunsmithing, it's a little bit, a little bit more technical, a little bit more, um, you know, it takes takes a little more skill to do it properly. It does. Uh, there, there's a lot of different things, and I apologize if you hear my dog chowing down water. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, but, you know, that's part of owning dogs, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it, it's it, it, There's a lot of technical things that, that go into the gunsmithing aspects of, of stuff, you know, not just the mounting of, of, of optics and other things. Um, there's things is complex of do reworking a wooden stock, right? You know, the first project you get at MGS is a, uh, M1 grand stock. that's all beat up and scratched up. You've got to refinish it and stain it and everything like that. And then, uh, it goes down to even basic projects of taking two pieces of metal and soldering them together. And you would be surprised how many people have trouble with that. I've had trouble with it. Um, it's something you got to get right. And it's something that you might use a lot a- as a gunsmith. Um, yeah, and- if you've got double barrel shotguns, they're soldered together. You oh, know. absolutely. You know, so, you know, those, those are skills that maybe you're not going to use too much on an AR platform, but you could be having customers come with, uh, you know, their, their over-under shotguns that need to be resoldered because of, yeah. you know, their family heir- heirlooms and such. 100 percent yeah it is it, it's a skill that is also kind of dying too um you know both metaphorically and physically you know a lot of the greatest gunsmiths around are, are up in age you know they're mm-hmm. in their 80s their 90s uh they're retiring they're passing away unfortunately and it's an opportunity that if, if you learn those concepts and those skills and you apply yourself, then you can take it as, I mean, the sky's the limit. You can take it as far as you want at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- definitely. And, and the one thing that I, I could see, we're very much used to today's kind of uh, clocksmith and Western Springfield to where you can drop in parts uh, without any yeah. problem at all. Uh, yeah. And that's, those are modern firearms, you know, even the AR is that way in a lot of cases. Yep. But when you go back, you know, 30, 40, you know, 80 years ago, there was definitely a, a art to go along and making a revolver uh, work properly, making those yep. early 1911 uh, pistols work properly. In some of those cases, uh, you actually had to know how to make a part or modify the part for it, different things like that. And that's, that's where the skill comes in. I'm not going to go along and take my Dremel and just cut a piece of metal out and throw it in a gun and say, it's good enough. I want something that's yeah. going to be precise and make sure that gun's going to work when, when I want it to and work the way I want it, or want it to. Well, and that's another cool thing is, is one of the hands-on projects you were talking about, like an old revolver. Mm-hmm. One of the hands-on projects is learning to fabricate your own hand tool. There are so many firearms and, and I'm not, gonna guesstimate on how many but there are a ton of firearms 
that take specific tools and those firearms are no longer in production. So you can't just go to Brownells and log on to XYZ Super Stroke 30 yacht special XY blackout, you know, and find the tools for it. But we teach you how to fabricate your own hand tools. And one of them we do is, is the old revolver hand tool. So that, that's kind of cool that you mentioned that about the old revolvers because that's, that's something you'll learn to do in the, process, in the course too. <clears throat> I've got a Ruger Super Red Hawk. That's still in production nice. and you've got to go nice. along, along and, and I had to make my own tool uh, for it because Ruger does not sell it. Yep. It's, it's all proprietary. It's modern firearm, yep. but still, even in those cases, you have to know how to um, make things properly, how to go along and uh, uh, pro- uh, properly, um, you know, heat treat it to do all the different uh, pieces to it, even bluing um you know you've got you've got to know specifically how to do it and then you brought up uh seracoding and such i mean there's that's a whole nother art form in itself and there are people that pay really big money to have have some wild designs and hey that's, oh, amazing that's great. and and if you can if they can come to me and have me do it that's again money in my pocket that i can be doing in the evenings when I'm not doing anything else or on the weekends when it's raining or when it's, you know, mm-hmm. 10 below zero outside, I can be down in the basement going along and working on these projects for somebody because they want to have that really cool looking gun. Oh yeah. Hey, you, you get anything you do, whether it's instructing gunsmithing, you find a niche that you can perfect. Oh, you can make a killer. You know, I, I, I got a buddy of mine in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, Sean Ruminer, I'm sure he won't mind me plugging him a little bit, you know, getting his seracoding stuff out there. But he worked at a gun shop that I frequented in Nashville, and he started seracoding people's guns for him. And he he got to the point where he was backed up a, a ways back, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, months, maybe even years, uh, people waiting to get him to do stuff. You got people like. Uh, was it Blown Deadline that does all the crazy battle-worn Star Wars and, mm-hmm. you know, comic book-looking guns? Just amazing, amazing stuff. You find that niche like that, people will be coming from all over the country, you know, to get stuff done by you. <clears throat> yeah, and you're not and you're not charging 20 bucks to put on, to put on a Cerakote. You're charging oh, God, 200, no. 200 <laughs> plus for it, especially for those kind of designs. Right. And even when you do the Hydro Dip, um, some of those to... Yep you know, again, an art form to be able to do it. Yep. And this is all this is doing is making guns look pretty. They're, they're not, oh, they're not even changing the functionality to them, but at the same time, there's also group reductions that you can be making for people so they can uh, properly, um, use a, use a firearm easily. You know, there's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all different kinds of replacements, uh, parts, you know, either because they're broken or because they want a different look, different feel to it. You know, those mm-hmm. are, those are all, uh, you know, valuable things to people because let's put it this way you go along um and you've got a gazelle uh, trigger yeah you, you might know how to put it in but your customers your students may not know how to put it in so they try yours they really like it and you tell them okay you know, I, i've got one of those in stock i'll i'll sell it to you for 125 and i'll charge you 50 bucks to install it and all of a sudden boom you've uh you've created another income stream for it and that's you know from an instructor standpoint you know we've talked on the podcast several times that it's hard to make a living with just doing fire instruction but if you go along and combine multiple streams all of a sudden you can you can be having a six-figure income with uh yeah. having a lot of good stuff and 
being busy all the time. It's those ancillaries, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ancillaries yep. are where it's at. You know, having having a way to make all that extra income, it, it adds up. You, you were talking about the triggers, you know. Let's say you've got an Elfman trigger deal, right, where you get, you know, 50% off and you become a dealer. You know, mm-hmm. as a trainer, you've got so many different avenues where you can make more money, uh, where you can market more. You know, uh, let's use Mantis, right? Mantis, we got to hang out with them and use mm-hmm. their stuff. Uh, it's basically like a laser training, trigger training, really, really cool concept. You you show that at your school, right? Let's say you work out some kind of affiliate program where uh, you get wholesale pricing on the Mantis system. And you're training people for concealed carry, but you know, for 20 minutes of the course, you're like, Hey, check out this Mantis. It can help you with their trigger press, all these different things it can help out with. Are you moving the gun too much? Are you jerking? Mm-hmm. Are you anticipating recoil? Everything that you can imagine. You get people like, Oh man, this is awesome. How do I get it? Oh, well, glad you asked. I'm an affiliate. I can get you this price on these. Uh, we can order it, set it up for you now. Well, now you're selling retail and it's you you know if, if you want to be a gunsmith yes you're going to have to get your ffl but if you don't have an ffl as a trainer that's an easy way to you know have an have another ancillary you know making good money on the side <clears throat> yeah and i actually uh, talking about manis i use those in my classes and then when mm-hmm. people say wow that's really cool hey look what you can do you can use this code in order to go along and get you know, a man is at a discount, you, you know, they've already tried it. They know what it can do for them and they immediately turn around and will you know, order those. And again, that's another, uh, you know, couple dollars income stream that you're mm-hmm. getting during the exact same time that you're teaching the class without raising the price yep. of your class or anything else like that. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Question for you when it comes to, uh, the gunsmithing classes and things like that. Where do I get all the supplies from and, you know, that I need for class? So the majority of them we provide, uh, you know, that basic hand tools, you'll get files, uh, you'll get, you know, your apron, of course, a uh, few other things while you're going through that you'll need to complete the hands-on projects, right? Excuse me. You'll get calipers, digital calipers. You'll get, uh, uh, oh, site tool. Uh, a few different things you get. There are certain things that we recommend you get on your own more because CYA for us, you know, there's a liability for us to carry a bunch of settling torches. Uh, if that's the way you want to do these soldering. Um, so we're not going to send out, you know, acetylene torches and propane and whatever mm-hmm. else you need for that. But we'll recommend, Hey, yeah, go get this at Lowe's or whatever. And you can, you can set that up. The other cool thing is with our advanced two program, which is our top tier program, we have basic advanced and advanced two. We'll go over that later. Uh, but with our advanced twos, when you graduate, you get a palette of tools, you get bench grinders, belt sanders, you'll get a Dremel, uh, with everything you need for the uh, the Dremel, uh, all the whole setup, the pedal, all that stuff. Uh, so you'll get a lot of those tools that you can utilize to start your own shop. You know, if you want to start up in your garage or your basement or whatever, or you, if you want to take the tools to a local shop that's already going and they need a gunsmith, you know, you'll have those ready. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's kind of cool because I know, you know, I've got, basic screwdrivers and different things like that in order to uh to put together and take apart guns but i don't have the same level 
what I would need, you know, from a gunsmith's perspective. And that's one of those things where, you know, if you're going to be, a st- if you're going to take a class, you got to make sure you have the right tools or else you'll just be frustrating the heck out of yourself. I mean, we've all yeah, seen that yeah. between metric and standard. If it says metric, use a metric. Don't try to make a yeah. standard work in the, in the same, uh, you know, nope. <laughs> with the, with the same wrench and everything. Yeah, it's not going to work well. You <laughs> uh, you were talking about the three different levels uh, that you've got. Yeah. What what do you learn specifically between the different levels? I mean, obviously they build upon one another. Sure. But um, you know, is it worthwhile starting off the beginner, or should you you know aim aim higher to be able to go along and do more more uh, crafts? It kind of depends on what you want to do uh, and affordability too. You know, it, it's really important for us to to keep things affordable for people. We don't want to strap people with a bunch of student loans with high interest rates or anything like that. Um, but the basic is kind of that entry level. I'm going to dip my toe in the water or, or not even dip the toe in the water. Some people are already gunsmiths or, or have been working in the industry for a long time and they just want to get that extra knowledge and have that certificate behind their name. That's basic. Back to the dip in the toe in your water. You know, you may have an accountant that has worked in the toothpaste factory for his whole adult life. And he's passionate about guns, watches YouTube, loves guns, learned as much, but he wants to break into the gun industry. Uh, that basic is, is a good, you know, baseline starting point to getting those basics of gunsmithing and gun repair. Uh, then the advanced one is the step up from that. You get everything you get in basic. Uh, plus you get the all seven of the hands-on projects and uh, you get uh, the advanced one program. Then the advanced two is everything in advanced one. Plus we add a build at the end. So you get to choose from an AR-15 a 1911, the AR-15 is F1 Firearms, which is now Watchtower. Uh, the 1911 is Alpha Foxtrot. And then there's a striker fire pistol from Lone Wolf. Uh, it's the Glock style. Um, and then there is a Traditions muzzle loader, which is like that old school American long rifle. It's a, it's a percussion cap muzzle loader, and it is cool. You get to do a lot of woodworking metalworking it's it's a cool one to get a lot of stuff and learn a lot from and then you get that pile of tools in the advance too uh, when you graduate as well <clears throat> so those are our different levels <clears throat> yeah that's that's pretty cool because yeah i've worked on ars i've worked on 1911s worked on glocks obviously um have not gone to dip my toe into the whole muzzle loading uh building those from yeah. scratch the ones i do have um i've bought that way but at the same time yeah. you look at them and they have quite a bit more skill to using them as well as going along and uh working in, and maintaining them in fact i've got two muzzle loaders currently that i am in the process slow process of uh rebuilding because one's a shotgun and one's one's a rifle but they're really cool and i couldn't get rid of them <laughs> you know, because I, you, you should be able to bring it back to life, right? Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah and, what, and this would, this would help you do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. When it comes to, uh, student loans and financing, do you, yeah. do you guys, uh, offer that or, or are there, uh, uh, other, other, uh, t- what, are, what are the tuition options? I guess is what it comes down to. So we'll use the advanced two, which is our highest end, uh, course. One of our mottos, if, well, not one of our mottos, it's our main motto, is we keep the students first always. 
um, whether that's keeping our curriculum up to date. Uh, if, if companies came out of the woodwork and they need people to help, we're going to push that out to our students, uh, give them all the opportunities they can. But from the, from the jump, from the very beginning, we want to keep it affordable. Uh, I've got a degree in biology and sports medicine. I'm still paying on student loans. And I work in the gun industry, so I'm not even using my degree anymore. I mean, technically, I guess I ha- I am because I learned a lot in school. And uh, But I think it's ridiculous to take someone that's going into a trade and charge a ridiculous amount of money, uh, strap them with a student loan that has high interest rates. Um, so what we do, uh, our top-of-the-line course is only uh, $5,992, which is very, very affordable. I mean, that's cheaper than some super high-end guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to do a payment plan, we have interest-free payments. Uh, so that's a, a really attractive part to a lot of people with this. Because, I mean, let's face it. If you went into gunsmithing, let's say you're a 20-year-old kid, and you went into gunsmithing, you've never worked on a gun, you jump into our program, and we've got a, a, a program that's going to cost you 30 grand, 20 grand, you know, even 10 grand. Most likely your first year as a gunsmith, if you don't have the experience, you don't have that niche, you don't have the work ethic yet, you, you're, you're learning it, you're feeling it out, you may make 30 to 50 grand. So why am I going to charge you a third of what you'll make your first year to take my course? Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, I don't have a cough button like I do in radio. (laughs) Um, So we want to make it affordable. And then if you don't have the money to pay up front, then we do have the interest-free payment plans. Uh, So you're not going to be strapped with these major student loans you're paying off for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, That really makes it feasible because, uh, yeah, I don't know anybody in the gun industry, at least my level that has uh, money oozing at them all over the place that they're just throwing around. So that's, uh, yep. that's real good. Exactly. Um, and, and it's something that's going to make your money. So, yeah. I mean, you, you factor in, if I go advanced to route where I'm getting the tools and everything I need to set up my business when I'm done, all the skills I need. And let's say I even just, Clean guns. Let's. My niche is cleaning guns for people, uh, because you'll be shocked. A lot of people listening, you know, they're probably gun people, and they're like, oh, "I clean my own guns. That's 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 my time. That's my Zen time." You know, you will be shocked how many people buy these, you know, six, seven thousand dollar hunting rifles. They go over to Africa on safari, and they come back. They don't clean their guns. They take it to a gunsmith, and they clean it for them. Um, just that business alone is going to make you decent money and you'll be able to pay off uh, the, the school payments pretty quick. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, over, over the weekend, I cleaned two guns myself for some, no, I'll take it back. Clean three guns for somebody over the weekend. So there, nice. I mean, it, it proves that there's some people that don't want to clean their own guns. So <laughs> there are a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and like I said, once you've got the tools, uh, you know, the cleaners and stuff like that, it does make it easy compared to, you know, walking somebody through them. You were talking about before about, uh, FFL requirements. Uh, what are the requirements when, uh, you know, where does that line drawn when it comes to being a gunsmith? When do you need it? When don't you need it? So if you want to start your own shop, then you're taking in someone's firearm. 
um, serialized, or even if you're manufacturing, you need to get an FFL. Uh, if you, when you don't need it, uh, that's when, you know, I go down to XYZ gun store, you know, in whatever town I live in and I, they're looking for a gunsmith. They want to hire me. Then you're just an agent of that company under their FFL. So you don't have to get your own FFL. But if you want to do it on your own and take in people's guns, you have to have an FFL. <clears throat> now, do you guys help uh, the students get their FFL? Yeah. Yeah. We partnered with a company called FFL123. And what they do is they kind of walk you through that process. They hold your hand through the whole thing. There's a lot of our students that by the time they graduate, they'd already, they already have their FFL ready to go uh, from going through that process. <clears throat> Which also goes along and leads into another uh, possible realm of thing besides just doing gunsmithing. You could also go along then and potentially sell people some guns. You know, they come to you yeah, for yeah. transfers. They come to you saying, hey, I just saw this gun in this magazine. Can you get me this exact model? And, you know. You can get it for them and do the transfer paperwork and, and do everything legal. And, uh, boom, you've just made yourself, you know, 50, 100, you know, plus bucks on transferring something. You didn't even have to have inventory or you can't, could have inventory and, and sell them something from inventory. 100%. Absolutely true. <clears throat> yeah. There's a, there's a, personally, I haven't gone the FFL route yet, but it, I keep bumping into it saying maybe I should. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad idea at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, the the biggest expense with the FFL route is you you have to have the facilities. The I mean, you can still have an FFL from your house. You know, you can still run it that way. But you need to make sure you have a good way to lock up the guns, keep them safe. You know, security system, and the ATF is going to look at all that stuff. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. Those are. Uh... You don't want to take somebody's grandpa's old Winchester lever action and just stick it under your mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you covered. <laughs> yeah, well, it probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, turn out very well for either for anybody involved yeah. about it because those old Winchesters can be very expensive. And uh, put this way, as responsible gun owners, we should really be doing everything we can to keep our firearms out of uh, unauthorized people's hands. Yep very true yeah. well that's uh very interesting gunsmithing and uh man i gotta figure out if i can do this before i retire because that would be that would be a great retirement gig i think you would be yeah. surprised how many i mean you may be you won't be surprised but a lot of people that are, are leaving their careers whether it's through retirement or they're just burnt out that we get a lot of those students we get a lot of people that are like you know what i've been looking for something to do in retirement and this is gonna be it Mm -hmm. uh, and they love it. You know, we get we get students writing in all the time saying, you know, thank you so much for everything we learned. You know, I'm doing this now. I've got my own shop. You know, it's, it's kind of neat seeing that stuff happen. Good. Do you do uh, job placement for people, you know, once they graduate? Yeah, we very loosely. <laughs> I'd call it that. Uh, we, we are working on a job board now. Uh, where we're going to have a place on our website where companies can come and post jobs. Um, there's certain things because that's another thing. We're an accredited school. We're an accredited college. And there's a lot of hoops we have to jump to through to maintain our accreditation. And one of the things we cannot talk about there is anything curriculum related. If we have this new fame dangled new hotness 
program coming up that we're writing curriculum for, we can't talk about it publicly. Uh, but we can talk about stuff, you know, that's on our website that's not related to curriculum. And that's one of them is, is having a job board where we can kind of become a resource for the gunsmithing world and for the industry as a whole where they can post jobs. So far now what we're doing is, you know, let's say, uh, I'll just use Atlas Defense. You know, they've reached out to me and they want to host students uh, to come work for a couple of weeks um, and learn all they can while they're there. Kind of like a field study type program. It's not a MGS sanctioned thing or anything. We're just kind of going to be the middleman and do that. Uh, there's also been companies that have reached out to us and said, hey, look, we, we've seen some of your guys work. Uh, we think you got a good program. Can you shoot this job opportunity out to all your alumni? And, you know, you know, we, we'd love to have somebody from MGS come to work for us. And so that's been kind of a cool little feather in our cap lately. Some of those companies and big name companies that have done that. It's been pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Question for you when it comes to, um, the, the financing, the student, uh, student tuition side, does this qualify for like VA, um, uh, student yep. loans and uh, GI Bill and those types of things. Yep, yep. We okay. are VA and GI Bill certified. So, okay, yep. well, and that that's uh, even one of those better those uh, that are veterans out there can take advantage of it. And uh, you mm -hmm. know, as instructors, again, make a form of uh, supplemental income for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is uh, good. Hey, uh, Zeke, I got a quick question for you. You've been asking all our guests this year. Uh, can you name an event, class, or place that you think 2A people should uh, go and do sometime in their lifetime? That's, that's not self-gratifying and say MGS? <laughs> <laughs> okay, outside of us. Um, you know, and this is fresh on my mind because you and I met there and we were just there a couple weekends ago. The Train and Learn event that KD puts on. Uh, the the no other choice train and learn. It is such a cool event for not just instructors, but firearms professionals in general. You you get marketing knowledge, you get business building. Uh, Mike Bauer talked about building a bulletproof business in in the, in the climate we're in now, in, uh, economically. And you get the the firearms instruction too, and you get instruction from some major sponsors that come around showing their wares and what they're doing. And the big kicker is, and I'm sure you remember it as well as I do that last day, right before everybody starts doing their content creation, KD has a speech and he's like, I'm doing this. Not for me. This isn't the Kevin Dixie show. This isn't the no other choice show. Kevin and I have had a conversation where he kind of wished that his name wasn't affiliated with it because it's all about bettering everyone in the industry and hoping that when you leave this event, you're a better firearms professional than you were before those, those three days. And just hearing him say that and his mission behind it, you see it happening. You see mm -hmm. it happening those three days. <clears throat> as far as if you're not a firearms professional and let's say somebody's just listened to you, that's just a gun guy and they like hearing about guns. Um, any, any of the, you know, the USCCA uh, event that they put on, their big expo. Their big any expo, of these yeah. Expo, yeah, any of these expos that you can go to and meet people, learn more, uh, go do them. They're, it's a blast. And if you haven't been around the gun industry people, 
is a very tight knit brotherhood and they're very welcoming as long as you're honest and you're truly pro gun and you're truly about this world and this industry, uh, they'll welcome you with open arms. And it's, it's a really cool environment to be a part of. Yeah, the, the one thing I go along and talk about, you know, the NRA events, USCCA events, even like the train and learn events, uh, once you've started being around in the industry for a little while, they become almost mm-hmm. family reunions to where you go they along are. like, Hey, you know, Tony Simon, I'm, you know, I saw, you know, yeah. I did this with you and oh, Hey, look, look at, you know, Chris, I we did this with you. And, you know, you, you end up with all these different connections every time, you know, that you're bumping into these people regularly and you realize it's a very good crowd and you know, that mm-hmm. that's, you know, humble and honest at the same time. And they're good people to be around. They are. And, and if you go to train and learn, uh, you can learn to do a backwards barrel roll after getting shot with, uh, uh, what was it? UT, UTI rounds. Yep. That is for sure. <laughs> In fact, thinking about that, I got to go along and get that video from Tony Simon. Oh, but... uh, if, if y'all don't, if, if there's no videos leaked out that you don't know, I w- Rob and I were in the same training group. And we had a blast. We were, they called us the elite group and all of us were looking at each other like, what the hell? We're not elite. Why are we, you know? Um, and we, but the funny thing was, we were also the biggest group. You know, you're what, six, four or six, five? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm six, seven. We're both big guys. We had Tony Simon. If you know Tony Simon, he's, <laughs> he's the pound for pound largest gun bunny in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he calls himself that. I'm not making fun of him. Um, you know, and we just were these big guys and we were doing this force on force drill. And was it, was it the, was it the, uh, face off that, that happened on that, that the duel? That, yeah. That, uh, the, uh, yeah. Were, were the UTM one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I said UTI, that's a whole nother story. You need the <laughs> antibiotics for that, <laughs> but, but it was these UTM rounds and we, we were back to back just like the old school duels and we had to walk five paces. Well, we were on this sandbox basically that had, you know, uh, telephone poles holding all the sand in. Well, as Rob turns, <laughs> Or, or did it happen before you, it happened after you turned, didn't it? Yeah. Because I, you know, as a fire instructor, you know, you're, you're supposed to get off the X. So you turn right, and you right. start moving sideways right away. And, and I yeah. happened to be right by those telephone poles. So I went outside the telephone poles firing as I was going. And all of a sudden start realizing that my body was moving faster than my feet were and ended up doing, and, you know, and if you see the video, I apologize but I don't at the same time <laughs> because I think it was me and it might've been Roy Hill from Brownells. I can't remember which, who was standing next to me, but Rob's coming right at us. Rob's my height, but a little bit heavier. And I was like, do I catch him? I can't catch myself. I can't catch this. What? The? And it's like, everything's in slow-mo. It's like step. He's falling. Another step. He's falling. Oh, he's getting lower. And both me and I can't, God, I can't remember. I think it was Roy. We both reached our arms out like, here's our hand, but we weren't going to catch you. <laughs> but then the most epic thing in the world happens. He does this perfect, like, somersault backwards barrel roll and pops up and he's totally fine. And we're like, damn. <laughs> Agile big guy there. So that was, that was, that was epic. That was awesome. <laughs> I will credit my, uh, high school, grade school and high school ba- or football and uh, wrestling 
uh, to uh, teach me how to do that. That's uh, saved me more than once. And uh, just you definitely uh, knew how to fall. <laughs> yeah, big guy falling is not good. Big guy hitting the ground hard is even worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. I have felt it many times. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zeke, where can people find more out about mother- Modern Gun School and the courses that you have? Um, the best way is just go to our website. It's mgs.edu. Uh, you can go there. You can request more info. If you like what you're seeing, you can enroll now. There's there's two buttons. There's request info and there's enroll now. If you're more of a phone person, just call 800-493-4114. Uh, you can call. Admissions will get back to you. If you hit the request info, we'll get back to you within 24 hours. Uh, if it's on a Friday, it's going to be Monday before you hear back from us. Um, but you know, for the most part, we try to get back as quick as we can. And that's even after you become the student, you know, because like I said, we keep the students first. You got 24 hours. Uh, there is a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. So if you call student services, if you don't hear from us, you know, by that afternoon, don't worry, you're going to hear from us tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, those are the three ways. If you're on social media, everything's just MGS trade school, all one world. On Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that stuff. And then I'm just, if, if you go to Instagram, I'm just Z-E-K-E, Zeke underscore S-T-O-U-T. So Zeke underscore Stout on all of those as well. If you reach out to me personally, I'll answer as many questions as you need. Help you out. <clears throat> Super. And I actually... Uh... Requested information the other day and had Anthony from uh, MGS uh, call me up today and we had a nice conversation yeah. about it. So it's uh, it's definitely yeah, it's uh, good very good. Um, no high pressure sales about it and very yeah. uh, very informative. Yep, awesome. I'm glad it went well. Oh, good. <laughs> well, Zeke, I appreciate your time tonight, and hopefully we've got a few instructors out there that might look into uh, gunsmithing as a supplemental income to help round out their farm training business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thanks again, and have a good night. You're welcome. That's a wrap for this episode, and I hope you found that interesting. Gunsmithing might be something you want to add to your repertoire, uh, either today or maybe when you retire, or pass it on to your friends that might be interested in doing something like that who's uh, mechanically inclined. Having suggestions on other topics or people you think would be good to have on it, send your suggestions to FTP at concealedcarry.com. Also, remember, come out to the Guardian Conference on September 15th through the 17th. You can go to guardianconference.com or go into the show notes and click on the link there. You can also leave us comments on our Facebook page and on our website. And also on our website, you can go along and find previous episodes that we've recorded in the last four years. Yes, it's amazing. We've been going for four years and coming up on our fifth here very shortly. But yes, you can go back and search all those uh, topics for them. Also, remember, visit our sponsors that help support us for this show, especially the Farm Trainers Association, ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Listeners can get 10% off your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every farm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. 
Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.